So we are in having power over God's enemies. Yes. That's that's the sermon series yes. we're in, as a quick reminder. Thank you. And I did need that, actually. <laughs> no, you didn't, did you? I mean, kind of. You preached on it this past week. I know. Well, you know. Like I said, I had to go to a dream to have help with my sermon, you know, so... That was this past week. That was this week. Yeah. Stay tuned. Now we've got to go back another week <laughs> to what we're actually going to talk about, <laughs> right, which right. was Genesis 22, 1 through 14. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I do remember talking yeah. about that now. So uh, Genesis 22, 1 through 14 is the story of Abraham taking Isaac up the mountain, yep. right? Yep, and Mount Moriah. Uh, well, God tells him to sacrifice yeah. Isaac. Isaac mm-hmm. is the one who's supposed to, you know, be his heir, and you know, many people yeah. be born. From Pretty him. much everything's hinging yeah. on Isaac. Oh yeah, here. like yeah. the whole thing, the yeah. whole promise God made, and Abraham's Abraham's like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll go up there and I'll just, yeah. you know, <laughs> sacrifice him. No big deal. After I, you know, went through all this. Yes, exactly. Hagar and everything. <laughs> Wait, that was her name, right? Hagar. Hagar. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Man, sometimes the names of people in the Bible. I you can't. got it though. Yeah, I That's did. Impressive. That, that really is. Imp- it really is impressive. I do appreciate that about you. You got a lot of good Bible knowledge. So usually, like, I'll say something like that, and I won't be sure about it, and I will just keep going though, and I'll be like, "Well, they didn't correct me." Yeah, so I that's must right. Right. That's right. That's right. I do love the stories you so. have about the, where you were. You would like sit with people who you like had way more uh, <laughs> knowledge than. So I'm sure you got away with a few there, huh? All the time. Yeah, <laughs> you say it fast and confidently. Dude, no one question. You know, yeah, I mean, you, you people can, will question. You can get in concerts that way. Really true. That's. Facts. I've done that before. <laughs> Gotten backstage doing that before. Wow. Yeah. We need just, to be watching Eric. Seriously, you just you just walk back there. I mean, like you walk past security, like you own the place, mm-hmm. and then they go, "Who's that guy?" And they go, "I don't know." But just and you got a beard, you know. Oh, I actually only had a goatee back when I used to oh, do that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I had a goatee. I, could I would see just, you could always be I'd a big winner in that one. Collared shirt, you know, and like I had like these pair of jeans that were really dark blue, almost looked like they were kind of like blue slacks almost they were okay. so dark and when you're in like a dark concert you know like they, they're like oh he's like he's no he must belong here let him go <laughs> you know never you know only found people on a couple occasions you know but yeah you just walk back there that's great you know, some new yeah dude, i would be you. i would have a panic attack before long i know i was like i just couldn't <laughs> handle it so Oh man, no! You, you get used to it. Yeah. You, the first time I ever did it, man, I started having heart <laughs> get palpitations. Used to it. Have you ever <laughs> bought a ticket ever? No, oh no, I would buy a ticket to get there. Yeah, yeah. I just once I was in, like I would, oh, okay. I would get in. Right, right. You know, no, I legally, yeah. if you will. You're not carrying a ladder in or whatever with a with a bright vest. <laughs> no, but yeah. I wasn't that smart back then. I would try that now, but my wife won't let me. Yeah, that's right. She's got the conscience. Uh, on our honeymoon, we we went to a brewery, and there was like an upstairs area where like you could see down everything you know all their brewery stuff equipment mm-hmm. and whatnot and then there was a door and like i started pulling on doors to go back like into that area like down steps to actually yeah. you know be in there and my wife was like no stop it <laughs> eric stop it i was like what like if it's unlocked it's fine and she's like no we're not allowed to go in there i'm like okay calm down marriage okay. <laughs> here's a marriage a little conscience yeah. for you I, nice. like, I guess i guess we're not gonna do that today you know? <laughs> So, all right, so power over God's enemies, Genesis 22, 1 through 14, and we're going to, I want to jump into this first off, I don't know if this is a note of mine or something that you said, 
but it the the story represents Christ going to the cross. No. No. I don't think so. You don't no. think so? No, I don't think so. Nope. So eh. No, I'm just joking. I'm teasing you. So, yeah. so, no, I don't. Actually, I, I do not believe that. Okay. Um, we, you certainly can like take things from that story that are uh, like Christ on the cross. Um, so I actually think it's a, uh, a better picture of what we have to take to the cross, uh, not Jesus going to the cross, per se. When So you're talking about a view from Abraham's perspective then there. Right. Well, so that was the, I think that was the main question I asked in there is like, really, why is this story in there? Right. I sure. mean, because it doesn't really make a lot of sense because Isaiah is the, Isaiah, I, uh, Isaac is the hope of the promise, right? He's the promised child. Um, you know, then God just says to sacrifice him. Right. So like, it, it feels like God is like, what are you doing here? He's like schizophrenic almost. Right. Like, uh, I have called you, uh, you believe me, Isaac finally comes, now kill him, you know? <laughs> and you're like, what? Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people have tried to see, you know, the death of Jesus on the cross in that story. Um, obviously from, he's the firstborn son, he's the child of the promise, you, but, you know, it, I, I think that actually is kind of labored uh, in a lot of ways. Obviously, there's a lamb provided, uh, or a ram that's actually provided. Got a shirt on right now, your ram shirt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you, but honestly, I think it's in there to show um, that uh, us believers, that we ourselves are to die to self, and even some of the greatest things that can happen in our life need to be died to uh, so that we can actually handle them appropriately. And um, so even, you know, so much of the time, um, so many of us want God to tell us what it is he wants us to do. We want to know God's will. We want to follow God's will. And a lot of the reasons why we want that is we sort of want to escape the kind of meaninglessness of life a little bit, right? Like if I can just figure out what God wants me to do and, and then I can really gain purpose. And so a lot of us, tend to then make, um, you know, receiving God's purpose for us more important than having God. And so that's why I think something like this story is so important that even though all the promises of God blessing the world were through Isaac, even still he asked him to sacrifice him, not because Isaac wasn't good or there had anything to do with sin necessarily. It was that it's just it. Isaac wasn't Abraham's. Uh, and that was Abraham's test, really, and even like the best thing, uh, and it really Abraham's purpose. You know, uh, he had to, um, he had to even lay that down, uh, not because it was bad, but because it was good, and it, but it just, it just wasn't Abraham's, and he was the one that, and that's a, I think, a picture of what, what it is we have to die to self. Because um, self is not so much about dying to the bad things we want. It's really ultimately about daily dying to the good things that are in our, our life from God, the good, the gifts he gives us. And we we die to them not because they're bad, but because they're just not ours. They are God's gifts, and we can't handle them if we handle them selfishly. So this is Abraham uh, 
dying to self here. I think it's a picture of that. Yeah. 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 And so, cause he is, cause he has this expectation or this, this desire that, uh, he is going to be the father of many nations as God has promised. And that's what we're seeing is he's, he's, he's laying that desire down that, uh, that, 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 that's what he would be, uh, for whatever God would have for him. I mean, obviously Abraham didn't, I don't think Abraham quite knew it was a picture of that. Uh, right. I mean, uh, I think for him, he just thought, uh, you know, he knew that God would provide either a way out or he would provide the resurrection. I think actually ultimately is probably what, uh, so why Abraham, you know, obeyed, which is really obviously, of course, an amazing, amazing obedience to do that, which is not an obedience God is ever going to ask anyone again. Right. Yeah. Like, Um, so we're clear. Yeah. God is not asking you to sacrifice your child. Yes. We will call the police. If you feel that that. you, you do not expect a Ram to show up and save the day. That's not going to happen. Yes, exactly. You know, you're not Abraham. All right. (laughs) Glad we got that out of the way. But you know, the things that like are most precious to us, especially our purpose, you know, the things that are the things that we make up our purpose, you know, these are the things that uh, are very, very difficult to uh, die to daily and to not own them for our own sake. Um, You know, so, you know, even our family and our kids, right? Like, you know, our, our family, as precious as they are to us and as a gift, as much as a gift they are from God, they're not for us to uh, decide and determine uh, who they're to be for us. You know, we need to lay uh, what we want them to be for us and lay that down daily and be for them what they need us to be for them, you know? And uh, so, yeah. So I think that's a picture more of, uh, you know, the, the, you know, we're delivered from self as well as sin you know, the deliverance from sin is once for all on the cross, you know, and our belief in that and deliverance from self is uh, a daily dying. So when we talk about this, uh, the, you know, the daily dying and all that kind of stuff. And are, are we talking about the same thing? Like when we say, uh, you know, as in like offering ourselves as a sacrifice to God, is that kind of similar, uh, thing that we're talking about here? Are they the same? And I'm really, I'm really thinking about uh, in the New Testament, where uh, that's brought up as really in the context of, uh, I believe, like sexual immorality, to offer ourselves up as a um, like a, a holy sacrifice. Yeah. So Romans 12 is, you know, offer yourselves up as a, a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Um, and uh, I don't think that's in the context of sexual immorality there. Oh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so Jesus, when he asks us to die to self, he asks us to, you know, uh, they, those who would save their life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Uh, so we're to lose our life. We're to hate our father and brother, sister brothers, you know, uh, more than, you know, it's so we're to uh, obviously love Jesus more than we're to love our family. Uh, we are to, you know, um, you know, success and money, you know, are to be hated, quote unquote, secondarily to, um, to our relationship with the Lord. Uh, so there's a, um, 
but yeah, our life especially, right? Our desires, our wishes, our hopes, our dreams, our uh, thoughts about what we think should happen. Those are all the things that, you know, really the self is is like taking control of your life, right? And the self, again, is not something wholly bad. Like, you know, you're not, um, you know, the self that loves, you know, having a wife and a child and uh, the self that loves, like, loves what you love, you know, like at, you know, I love golfing and stuff like that. There's, there's like nothing really, there's like all these things usually that the self can attach to are usually like often good things, but when the self feels like it must have them is when it really gets out of proportion, usually becomes idolatry. And so there's a little note here that I want to bring up. So through door it is, I think you mentioned in the sermon that when we don't resist the enemies of God, um, we're ignored by them because we're mm-hmm. in their flow. Yeah. And so when we're doing this dying to self, when we're giving these things up, when we're not focusing on our desires, what we want, but rather what God would have for us, that is when we're in resistance absolutely. to God's enemies. Yes, absolutely. It's not, yes. it's not going and, um, you know, saying a certain prayer necessarily or chanting something, you know, or wearing some t-shirt or anything like Mm -hmm. that that's not what's really going to you know put you uh, in the crosshairs if you will or to uh, make put you on the side of god yeah not not saying you know wearing the christian t-shirt is bad i'm just saying right isn't that's not that's not like you know, it's not like the devil's going like, oh, I've got to get him. He's got one of those Jesus shirts on. Yeah, you know yeah, that's saying? right. Like, Stop him. Yeah, that's yeah. not. Yeah, no, but it's a, such a great point. I mean, in my own life, I can see it where, you know, what myself attached to was wanting to be really effective in Christian ministry. And nothing wrong with Christian ministry, of course. It's actually a really good thing. But what myself did was it attached to sort of some of the parts of it that uh, where you get status, where you get some glory, recognition. And it was really like, okay, how do I get that? And then I would like basically conceive of some things with my thoughts and ideas about what it is I needed to do to, um, you know, both make a big impact for God, but also make sure people celebrated me appropriately <laughs> while, right. when I did that. And, uh, and so I just, you know, would go and do often even very uh, courageous things or, uh, risky things. And a lot of times they would like fall flat and I'd be so confused. Right. And, uh, but it was really, it was like the self thinking of the idea, using the energy of self to go after that idea. And then when God was not assisting me and just asking God to bless it. And when God didn't assist me, I would just like fall flat and be exhausted and then mad at myself, mad at God. And I think Satan is like completely fine with me even quote unquote in Christian ministry, but using all the self energy that I got to try and uh, do uh, Christian ministry. It's when I surrender what I want, which is, you know, probably status and, you know, and, you know, big time effectiveness, fame, you know, Christian VIP and to say, Lord, what do you want? And then I'm seeking him. That's really when, I'm opposed for sure. Yeah. And so when you're, you know, seeking these things on your own, if you will, you know, and asking God to bless it, 
this is the basically exactly what Abraham and Sarah did. Yes, exactly. They were like they were like, this is what we believe. We believe God has this for us, and so we're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the exact opposite of what we're supposed to do. That's the Ishmael. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's what you get in Ishmael. You're trying to do what God's called you to do. <laughs> you get an Ishmael. Self. Yeah, <laughs> you're so, using that. Like, yeah, oh, you got you, your Ishmael. <laughs> you got your Ishmael. <laughs> yep, exactly. You're just like, okay, well, how am I going to accomplish what God calls me to do? Right? And it's like. Uh, well, here's Hagar. You know, this isn't going to happen through me. Pro- this was probably what God meant. You know, so yeah, probably what. Yeah, that's a horrible way to go. That's <laughs> a, <laughs> you know, yeah. So, so we really we see that breakdown uh, in the story uh, from the beginning here. Then, I mean, when we're looking at even going from the very beginning before Isaac is even born, we see Abraham and Sarah do this thing where they, they don't die to themselves, where they take this into their own hands and ask God to bless it. And then later on, we see what it looks like when uh, you do mm-hmm. die to self. And uh, you, you you let God to, uh, you know control all that and let him make those decisions. And then the ram, I guess, if you will, is provided. I mean, yeah. is that, are we breaking the story down in a reasonable fashion here yeah i mean to me i think that's really why that story looking back what we can really take from it and why that story's in there um we know that god always knew that abraham was not going to kill isaac uh but abraham didn't know uh until uh he you know raised the knife right and uh and then, you know, James even picks that up and says that um, that Abraham, you know, with his faith was justified by his works, you know, by, you know, sacrificing Isaac um, or taking him up there. Now, what does that mean? It, it's not mean? it doesn't mean we're justified by works, but what actually, you know, what's actually happening there is that there's a, uh, the justification by faith is worked out in the eyes of Abraham where his righteousness that is given to him as a gift by faith and believing what God said about Isaac has transformed his life to such a degree that even the thing that even the faith that he was believing God for, um, was ultimately, um, something that was not as important to, for him as God or Isaac really wasn't as important to him as God. He trusted God fully, which is, you know, uh, and knowing what we know about Abraham, right? Like, he trusted God, but, you know, just like us, very much in fits and starts, right? Like, he, you know, almost sold Sarah or gave Sarah into slavery or, or into sexual slavery. And, you know, he, um, obviously the, the with Hagar and Ishmael and, and you know, obviously even after they had Ishmael, right, uh, Sarah and Abraham basically, like, like were terrible to the, to those two. And so... But now you see this, you see this whole transformation um, happen toward the end of, you know, after Isaac comes. So, I mean, the Bible is just full of people that fail over and over again. You know, I totally forgot about that, that, you know, Abraham, you know, being like, mm-hmm. oh, tell them I'm your brother. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. Totally yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, got to be honest, I, I don't think I'd be able to do such a thing with my wife. You know, I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, you know, over my dead body, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Straight up, so. Yeah, you know, it. I mean, it is. It does go to show that, like, and I think it's where 
when I talk to a lot of people who are questioning Christianity, particularly, they they struggle with reading the lives of the people in the Bible, in the Old Testament especially. And uh, but, but it almost comes down to uh, most people conceive of the Bible as a, a set of uh, things that you need to do to get God to bless you and accept you. And, uh, you know, it's a bunch of heroes that did that and we're supposed to emulate them. Um, we're certainly that when you, it's just a very cursory reading of all of it shows that, yeah. uh, these folks who uh, are made righteous are not made righteous by their works, but by their faith. And they're often, uh, incredible sinners. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think Jesus is really the only character that doesn't do what God tells him not to do, right? Like, <laughs> I can't think of anybody else. Well, really. you definitely, I mean, you know, there there are some characters that are uh, that do seem to be well when they they are Christ like figures, and a lot of them actually do have uh, not Jesus like, but they are pretty quote unquote blameless. Daniel would be one of them. I can definitely think of. You know, he's okay, someone Daniel. that seems to be. You know, it's you know. Uh, he's he's a character certainly that's going to, um, you know, basically deny idolatry every time, even if it, even if it was his personal advantage, um, and or even if it cost him a lot, he would deny idolatry in order to save the nation ultimately. So, Mordecai is kind of another figure like that. Um, there there are a few real ones that are like you don't see there, or at least they're not written about their sin. Of course, Does we he know. Count, so, uh, he's a prophet. So, so Mordecai, uh, Daniel. Oh, there's, I mean, Daniel, I mean, a lot of the prophets are, you see some good, you see some good yeah, sin, I mean, sinners in there too. I, so sure. Yeah. But so, I mean, Daniel's a prophet though. I mean, I don't know that that counts entirely. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't know, man, I'm going to, you know, I mean, you, you see what I'm saying. Uh, so one thing I didn't want to just kind of like, sidestep here real quick like when we talk about the uh, dying to self and we talk about what does that look like and like you talked about the christian vip thing you know uh i i probably have nine or ten of them so we won't get into it (laughs) but let's talk about how we identify that and uh how, how we know that that's what it is mm-hmm. because here's my, here's my problem when I, when I look for this is I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I want, like, I want my daughter to be, uh, I want her to be smart. I want her to be happy. You know, I want her to be, you know, the, like the best possible, you know, kid growing up, you know, and I want to create the best possible environment for her and all of that. There's nothing wrong with wanting no. to do that, but for sure, uh, this could this could step out and end up being you know what if I'm raising her she's only ten months old for those listening so you know we're not in a you know dire situation here yet <laughs> uh, but if I'm not focused on teaching her you know scripture and teaching her about God and about Jesus you know what I'm saying it's kind of like all in vain. So then I'm like, okay, was that just a piece of wisdom there? Or, you know, is this something that I need to die to? Same thing with uh, providing for my family. You know, if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly looking at, you know, where do I go from here in my career? You know, what, what's the next step? You know, I don't want to 
waste time or be stagnant. I do work in IT, so that's kind of, you know, if you get stagnant in IT, you're really done for, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, is that something that I need to dive to or is that something that I need to, uh, that, I'm, that I'm just doing correctly? How do you identify this? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think largely when it emanates, um, like, from self, which is, again, it's not you're not always looking at the bad thing. It just is... Um, you you really are looking towards the what motivates you is a really big one, right? So at the seat of your will. So when you really want to know probably the thing that it is you need to lay down daily, it's really the thing thing or things that really motivate you. And you got to, and then a lot of times we need help from God to even see that. Like where, so where David in the Psalm says, you know, search me. Uh, you know, try me and know my anxious thoughts, you know, lead, you know, lead me in the way everlasting. You know, it's like he's actually asking, like, show me my heart, Lord, like, show me. And again, it's not going to come to a th- thing where it's like bad per se. And again, the, the point of really dying to yourself is not uh, that the things you're dying to are bad. The things you're dying to are probably good things. They're just not your things. So your daughter is not yours. That's actually like really hard to uh, to to really um, to die to in a lot of ways, right? You you and because you, you have to give it up to trust God. Your daughter is God's, and you, you know she's your stewardship, right? And she is your daughter, right? But like, so we obviously know a lot of Christian parents who so like so much out of fear, they they smother their kid with the Bible or they smother the kids with lots of rules and blah, blah, blah. And they really exasperate them. Right. Which is like the one thing that parent, one of the one things in the new Testament that parents are commanded, do not exasperate your children. Mm-hmm. And so you basically have to say like a lot of times, so the self can be really afraid that your kid's going to make bad decisions. Right. And so, um, instead of being like, what does my kid need? Uh, you know, in this situation. And it might not actually be for your kid at some point to like um, miss the consequences of his actions, you know? So, <laughs> so you just never, it, but you got to really be walking by the Holy Spirit and you can really see like what motivates you. Like, I mean, I'm very honest about what motivates me. It's like Christian VIP, right? Like I really am so motivated by um, like effectiveness in in usefulness in ministry. I want to affect as many people for a positive way for Jesus as I can. There is nothing wrong with that. But ministry is given by God. It's not. It's not mine. You know. So that's why it is. It's not. It's not that it's bad. It's good. It's just God's, not mine. And when I hold it, I almost always make it about me. You know. So parents tend parents when they make their children they really think the effect, like basically the behavior of their children or the outcome of their children's life reflects on them so completely that uh, any often bad behavior or mess up or anything um, becomes a function of what kind of parent they were, which is a really a recipe for uh, to get your kids to hate you for the most part. Um, if you're always... Uh, their behavior is always a reference back to who you are. So, 
Yeah, well, that's a. Uh, I feel like society does that a lot in general. I'm mean, just like, you know, your kid acts out in public, and people are looking at you like, oh, like that parent, like they they don't they don't discipline their kid. Mm-hmm. They don't. They they clearly don't have their that kid runs the roost over there. <laughs> Whatever people yeah, are saying yeah. these days, right, you yeah. know. <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, hey, you know, parents have bad days too. Kids yeah. have bad days. You know, you're you're seeing these people at a moment in time, and you're making a whole entire judgment on it. And so, you know, when, when we take that and we, you know, like you're saying, we try to make that like our whole identity yeah. and like, you know, how people view that or, or how we're viewing that even, mm-hmm. and that becomes a real problem. Yeah. My daughter's only, only 10 months old, so I have some time to learn this and that's good. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> certainly like, you know, exas- you know, the do not exasperate your children, you know, you, you know, to exasperate a child, you know, large, you can do that when they're young, but it's obviously yeah. it happens more a little bit when they're probably hitting that more that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade kind of, you know, dynamic where they're starting to come into their own self. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, um, you know, a lot of times where, you know, that starts to happen. So, but yeah, largely we die to the things that, you know, probably the good things that we're relying on mostly to give us, life that just very easily become substitutes for um for god and uh you know and what's great is is like the more you die to you know the more you die to the the good things in your life the gifts of god in your life the more than you even grow in confidence to be able to relate to them in a way that um where you just don't have a lot of fear and you actually have a lot of love um, so, so this really starts off with, am I using this to substitute for God? Am I, is this becoming something in my life that I'm putting before my faith? I, I mean, I wouldn't even start there. I would actually just say it's something that's motivating self. And so you lay it down. Um, and so when you like die to something again, that doesn't mean that you like don't interact with it. Right. So, it's so like it if I, if I die to like, um, you know, I'm laying down, I'm laying down my life. Right. What does that even mean? Like when I'm laying down my life. Well, basically I'm laying down my preferences, you know, even my thoughts, my emotions. Like I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm giving the keys to my life to God. Not because I'm always, not because I'm always making self, you know, thing. It's just that again, I, I'm not my own. So you're just kind of giving yourself back to God, right? But the more I try to like, I say, this is what I want and hold it for myself, then that's usually, I get a, I get very anxious, it's a lot easier to sin when I'm doing that, you know, so. Okay. So let's see here. Go back to my notes here real quick. So you also mentioned the the gifts that God gives. And you mentioned that, uh, like, essentially, we 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 can't handle them. And, and like, I'm trying to remember how you put this exactly because my notes are vague. Because mm-hmm. I really rely on you to do everything. In this <laughs> podcast, Dave. Uh, but that we can't. Also, we, a very esoteric sermon, I think, probably too. Esoteric, you think so? <clears throat> uh, so yeah, so. Uh, so we have to die daily to uh, the good things, uh, even even to the good things often, even like the things that God gives mm-hmm. us, because we 
Probably can't. especially those things. Yeah, I would because, even think, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, this is like a, we can't allow this to become uh, the, the central part of our lives. Mm-hmm. So as kind of an example, I'm going to throw this out there. Maybe you're really good at uh, making money. And that's a gift from God mm-hmm. that you're, you know, you have these, uh, you're, you're a salesman. Yeah, I, I've known salesmen that make, you know, over $10,000 a month, you know, because they're that good at selling mm-hmm. things. And uh, that becomes your, your identity. That becomes what your focus is. And then you have a problem. So, I mean, that, cause that's not a bad thing. Mm-mm. You know, but when it becomes your primary focus, then that's when it's when it becomes a problem. So even gifts from God, we can end up turning into idols. Essentially, yeah, is yeah. That... Especially, yeah, that's a great one. Especially money, because like, you know, Christian, you know, we're always asking the question, like, is it wrong to have money? It's not wrong to have money by any means, but I, what I would say is wrong is to use money in the exact same way that a non-believer would use it, mm-hmm. and um, and. Christians, by and large, probably don't use their money too much different than uh, non-believers a lot of times. But that's a perfect one to say is like money and the, and the possession of money is not a bad thing at all. But you don't want to stop there. You basically are just saying, this is not mine. So even though all this talent that you've given me, Lord, brought this money in, like it's not for me. Uh, now I get to enjoy it, but also I understand that you've given it to me for a reason. And so I'm dying to what I just want to do with this money, uh, whatever, you know, so, uh, which is usually build bigger barns, you know, like, you know, whatever, (laughs) take it easy, make, you know, uh, enjoy life. Uh, that kind of thing, right? I only want so, one barn, Dave. So, <laughs> see, there you go. <laughs> you Just make it really, really big man, so you, you know? can read it. Yes. Uh. <laughs> um, so, but that's a great one because, and but when we don't die to the, all these things that God, even the things God gives us, we uh, we we can't, we really can't handle them. And actually, I think the point I made too is that, like, we want to use them in their resurrected way not in their nor not in their um their non-dead way so i'll say for me like christian vip so obviously i feel like god caused called me to ministry to teach to preach to, you know that kind of thing right to share jesus so i'm not going to stop doing that just because i want to be a christian vip but i also do i do not want to do ministry um, out of the motivation to be a Christian VIP. I want to do it out of the motivation to glorify Jesus. And so, um, and actually it's really interesting, as I die to being an important Christian daily, the more I start to understand and be more confident in actually ministry itself in whether I'm doing something big or small. And it doesn't really bother me as much whether I'm doing something big or small. Uh, and actually it, it's it's almost like, and I'm starting to understand, like when I died to the the Christian VIP, I get this more resurrected type ministry, which is can be very powerful, um, which has been really cool. Um, but it's, it, but it's like really really hard to die to wanting to be an important Christian for me, you know. So, and it's usually the thing you're gifted in, you know. You're you're smart, 
you know, you're a smart guy, you understand a lot of things, like, right, it's really easy to, like, just rely on your own intelligent intelligence to get you a certain places. Um, but when you even just die to your own intelligence, as you lay that down, it's so interesting to see what God will give you. Um, and especially might even give you some opportunities where your intelligence actually might tell you this doesn't make good sense, but where the spirit is actually directing you. And then you might end up having something more of what you wanted, although your sort of so just like non-dead and, you know, intellect would have like probably blocked you. So and now what we're essentially talking about here is uh, living by the Holy Spirit then. Is how yeah, I mean the Holy Spirit the, certainly this is, is bringing us to death to self. That's how He delivers us from self. Yeah, and, and then I just want to like, I'm just gonna like say this, and I just want you to just like run with it because I know you you're gonna have plenty to say on this, or at least I hope so. But God is offering us to live delivered from sin and self, mm-hmm. delivered from sin and self. I feel like those two could be or should be the same thing. <clears throat> yeah, good. What makes them yeah, different? really good question. What makes them different? Yeah, so sin is you know all the things truly that would either um, break God's law by uh, either by committing them or or not doing them right, and uh, the thing that actually stands against us between us and God, right? Uh, so, um, you know. So, and then also, of course, too, just the idea, you know, the greatest sin, of course, is just to, you know, put something before God to have an idol, you know, just to love yourself, especially more than God. So that, in that way, like self can be sin. But the thing is about self is, now we're talking about yourself, we're really talking about your thoughts, emotions, and motivations or will guiding your body, you know, your physical body, right? That's like the sum of your, like, of yourself. And what's hard about that is, is that's, you know, that's made in the image of God and the self in and of itself is not uh, a sinful thing, right? So um, your thoughts are not sinful. Your will is not sinful. Your emotions are not not sinful. Now they can become that way. um, But what I think we miss a lot is that we were meant to really um, be energized and live by the Holy Spirit not just purely by our own thoughts, emotions, and will, or what it even, of course, what the body wants, right? So, and so that's the hard part is like saying, um, I am meant to be a, a, a vessel or a temple of, of God's action and activity, which I don't fully discover by my own thoughts, emotions, and motivations. And I certainly don't discover them by my bodily appetites necessarily either. Um, but that doesn't mean they're bad. It just means that they're, I'm learning to live from something else, uh, which is, was kind of meant to empower me anyway. And, uh, and so, so, and that's why we have to learn to lay down self and die to self. Mm-hmm.